Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. This is Cody Holscher with the Solomon Group at Cobalt Banker Action, and welcome back to this week's episode of The Real Wasa's Real Estate Podcast. Today, we're going to be touching on a subject that really pertains to buying in the current market, in the current atmosphere, right, where we have interest rates that are quite a bit higher on mortgages and overall on everything than they were a few years ago. The cost of living is up. Inflation is up. Um, and of course, it's no secret, it's affecting us all. So how we're going to tie that in today's topic is a few ways that you can make home buying more affordable during a time when most people would say that home buying is not so affordable. Um, and if you follow these tips, you can really save yourself a lot of money in the long run, as well as build up more equity on your house sooner than if you didn't. So if you've been thinking about buying a house and you know, maybe you've been going back and forth between do I keep renting, do I wait to buy, You know, I don't want to buy right now because interest rates are so high, maybe you don't want to buy because you can't afford as much of a house as you could have two or three years ago. Whatever the case may be, stick around for a few tips on how to make the buying process more affordable for you. So number one, we're going to talk about setting a budget and setting a budget that you are comfortable with and sticking to it. This is super important. So a few years ago, I'll be honest, I had a lot of clients that would come to me and say, Cody, we want to buy a house. Our maximum budget is you know, $150,000, $200,000, $250,000, whatever the case may be. That is what we are sticking to, and we're not going to go a dime above that. And I'll be honest, I had a lot of people that ended up going over whatever their said maximum budget was. And at that time, inflation wasn't quite as high, and interest rates were quite a bit lower. So although some of the buyers were going over their maximum budget, they were doing so at a time when interest rates were quite a bit lower and the cost of living was lower. And unfortunately, that's not the case in the current atmosphere that we're in today. So I think it's very important. You really need to sit down and talk to your significant other. If you have one, um, your spouse, you know, or if it's just you, sit down and talk to somebody um, who's knowledgeable about finances and set a budget that you are comfortable with and stick to it. If the absolute maximum that you're willing to spend on a house is $180,000 and that's the payment you can afford, do so. Because by sticking to it, you're going to save so much financial stress later on. Unfortunately, I think we've all seen it from time to time where somebody buys a house that's maybe too too much compared to what they should be affording and you know they end up being stressed out financially because they went over a number that they probably shouldn't have. And that's not something that any of us want to see in this business. Um, and so on top of talking to somebody that's smart about finances, that's uh, maybe your spouse, talk to your mortgage lender. Um, they're going to have the best numbers. They're going to be able to run you through different price points, different loan programs, and give you a pretty good idea of what your monthly payment is going to look like at certain price points. All right, and moving on to number two, this one I can't stress enough. This is a big one. Buy a cosmetic fixer-upper. So too many times I see that, especially first-time home buyers, 
go into the buying process with a laundry list of must-haves for their house. You know, we're talking about it must have an updated bathroom, it must have 2,000 square feet, it must have no carpet, all vinyl plank flooring, brand new paint, no, you know, gold light fixtures, whatever the case may be, right? And I'm telling you that that's not a good thing to do, especially as a first time home buyer, because realistically, it's very tough to find a house that is perfect in every single way. Even if you're spending a lot of money, even if you're spending $400,000, you can find stuff in a house that maybe you don't like. And I see so many people overlook cosmetic things on a house that can be fixed and upgraded so easily. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have standards. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a list of this is something I'm willing to compromise on and this is something I'm not. All I'm saying is don't overlook the cosmetic stuff. Carpet can be changed out and for a relatively affordable cost. Vinyl plank flooring is easy to install and cost effective. Paint. Paint is super easy to do. Anybody can paint. An eight-year-old kid can paint and paint makes a huge difference on how a place can look. And you know, beyond paint and beyond flooring, there are so many things that are easy to do that really don't take a lot of time. And so if you're walking through a house and the flooring's dated, the paints, you know, maybe not a color you love, the light fixtures are outdated, maybe you don't love the cabinets, so many of these things are cosmetic. And as long as the structure of the house is good, you can upgrade these things and you get to add your own touches and your own personality to the house, which is awesome. Um, it's very rewarding and, and I love it. I have clients all the time. They buy a place. They send me pictures of what it looks like maybe a year or a few months after they bought it. And it's cool to see how excited people get. And you have that added personal satisfaction of putting in your own personal touches to the property and your own character. And one of the greatest things about this is that you add instant equity to your house without spending a lot of money. Typically, when people think of equity, they think I'm going to buy a house and, you know, 15 years later, it's going to be worth, you know, quite a bit more money than I bought it for. And that's true in most circumstances, but a great way to build equity right away early on in the process is to put some money into your house on those cosmetic things that other people might overlook. And in the process, you get equity without having to own the house for a long amount of time. Moving on to number three, we're going to talk about saving up for a little bit longer to put more money down and have more money in your pocket. And I know that this is a tough one to do if you are in the market for a house or you're thinking about buying one within the few you know, coming months to coming year or so. It can be very hard to think, man, I have to wait another year or another two years or whatever you know amount of time in order to buy. But the benefits can be huge, right? especially when everything is more expensive to do, everything's more expensive to buy in today's world, right? Um, if you have, let's just say, a typical 4% down payment on a home and you know you want to have some more financial flexibility, you want to be able to afford a nicer house, maybe something that's a little bit at the top end of your budget, if you spend more time to put more money down on the house and save up more, you will be able to do that. And so um, I've had a few buyers that have opted to do that. They said, hey, you know what? 
we want to buy right now, but we're not quite ready to buy the type of property that we want, we're going to take five months, we're going to save up some money, and we're going to call you back once we're ready to look. And then down the road, they call me, they start looking, and they find the right house, and they're more prepared for it and in a better spot to afford the house that they want. So I think that can't be overlooked. And that's the beautiful thing about it, right? If you are in a position where maybe you're at the top of your budget, or even if you're not, and you just want to have more money down, you want to be able to afford the house a little bit more easily, it does not hurt at all to put more money down, and there's only a benefit to you as the buyer. All right, and the very last one. So let's just say that you are in a pinch, you need to buy a house, and you have a budget set, and you need certain things. Maybe you have kids, so you need a minimum of a four-bedroom house whatever the case may be, and you're at the top of that comfortable budget that we talked about for point number one. Uh, Something that I see people do and I encourage people to do, it's not always the most popular answer and it's not always fun, but you can always pick up a part-time job for the first year or two when you own the home to grow your savings, to grow your money, and to live more comfortably. Um, again, it's not something that nobody wants to do. Nobody wants to work full-time and have a part-time job on the side. Um, but the reality is, is that it does give you the opportunity if you need to buy that home that's maybe over what your initial budget was and things are going to be a little bit tight, it definitely doesn't hurt to do so. Um, and the thing about it is, is something I want everybody to remember is that your house should only become more affordable over time. What I mean by that is that your mortgage payment is fixed for the most part, unlike a rent payment. When you buy a house and you lock in at your interest rate, let's just say it's 7%, you have your insurance, your taxes, everything else that's wrapped into it, right? That payment is going to mostly stay the same over time. Sure, your insurance might bounce around and sure your property taxes are going to change, but your monthly payment on principal and interest is going to stay the same. The only thing that it can do if you're smart is become more affordable. If rates go down, let's say they go down to 5%, maybe 4%, you can refinance and save hundreds of dollars a month on your mortgage. Or maybe you're in the position where you've been making extra payments on your mortgage and you end up paying it off a few years early. You save a lot on interest just by doing that. And so, you know, it's tough to think in the short term, man, I may have to pick up a part-time job or a side hustle to increase my income. But the benefit to you is that long-term, you're going to be more financially stable and you're going to be in a better position and not be so stressed about money. Because again, the last thing that we want to see as realtors is see you excited to buy a home and then end up in a position where you feel like you stretched your budget too much. And that's all too easy to do in today's world with how expensive everything is. So in my opinion, if you follow these four things, and you don't have to do all of them, you got to find the one that works right for you. But I do believe if you follow any of these tips, it's going to make the home buying process after you close less stressful Everybody knows that money can make things stressful, and we don't want to see that for you. So that said, that is going to wrap up today's episode of the Rio Wasas Real Estate Podcast. We want to thank you always for listening, and don't forget to tune into next week's episode.